so we're, we're good. We sound good. <laughs> but are we really good? I'm never really good. <laughs> Fucking same. Alright, well, let me get a timer. Oh yeah, we need a timer. Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is going to be a shit episode. I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you our master of ceremony. Welcome back to the Nerd Faction Podcast. I was, uh, I had an intro plan too. You put me on the spot. What? I, I intro plan. <laughs> you can do your intro. This the no, timer. I what I was the timer say. is for my sake, not for you. Well, too late. I already did the intro. God, God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's just roll right into it. Uh, what were we gonna talk about? Uh, oh. okay, hang on. You know what? Let me let me Let's go ahead and about... read a text message that I got from you. Actually, when we were trying to plan this podcast, here you go. wanted on. to get the the copper thing out of the way, right? Well, of course I want. Okay, dude, I'm fuck. Don't even get. Okay, hang on. <laughs> I don't know why you're so fired up about dude, this, dude. I'm super fired up about this. Okay, because it. Okay, hang on. First, let let let, let me walk this back a second ago. Okay, because earlier, I tried to plan out or be prepared for what we we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I asked you. <laughs> that was a bad idea. Okay, I asked you. Hey, what are what are we gonna talk about today? And your response: a little bit of Star Wars and Disney Call of Duty, and if you want to bring up Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your thing. I mean, look, okay. Let me talk about Kappa for a second, okay? Go, go because ahead. I'm go actually super go. jazzed. About this coppa shit. Are right. you fucking heated? Dude, I'm... Honestly, I'm a little bit heated. And let me tell you why. I'm a okay. little bit heated because this coppa shit has already affected me in a way that, like... Okay, you know me, right? I I upload a video, like, once a year. Okay? <laughs> because I I just get bored and then I do a thing. This is the right. first, like, consistent thing I've wanted to do with anyone for like a long time on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I uploaded the first episode of this podcast, I had to fill out a, uh, like not fill out, but like I had to, you know, identify the, the, uh, video, if it was fit for children or not. It's not, it's, it's not. So obviously <laughs> I labeled it as it's not right. But yes. the, the, the issue, okay. The issue I'm having with this shit is that like okay so <laughs> the whole the whole thing about kappa okay it's to protect kids it's a law that is being made to protect kids under the age of 12 or sorry Isn't 13 already made? it's all it's already been made it's already been a thing but youtube has been deemed as not kappa compliant yes. because okay. they were jackasses and were literally bragging in public statements that they were one of the most popular platforms outperforming television for children's uh children's for children ages six to eleven i mean that's probably a pretty fair statement but yes it is it's a fair statement which is you know fine you know because if you look at logan and jake paul right their audience is like eight years old it's a fair statement yeah, still doesn't make sense to me yeah um, it's like and they get like premium ad dollars exactly like, but and, whatever <laughs> and and the whole thing is to protect children from those targeted ads. And of course, right? <laughs> YouTube's mm-hmm. out here running their fucking mouths. So because of that, 
the FTC charged them like $170 million. Okay. And the stipulation of this lawsuit also claims that they have to clean up their act and implement policies that will allow them to be more COPPA compliant. Hence why I had to identify our sh- on our shitty little channel that just started that, you know, we are that each video individually will not be appropriate for kids. And that's fine for us, right? Because we're just getting started. Like it's not that mm-hmm. big a deal. We have one video out that is the first episode of the podcast. A whole 14 views, A whole baby. 14 go. views, baby. Thank you. We're going strong. I contributed four of those myself just Great to make sure to the shit was working. I'm pretty sure I had another five, and then our friends had the rest of them. Which is fine, you know, because, you know, we're doing this for us, right? But that's sure. the problem is that if they get their way, um, we might not be able to do this even just for us because you one of the policy changes that is kind of a big deal not as big a deal as everyone's thinking probably but it's it's still kind of a big deal is that YouTube will have the ability to just straight up delete channels or videos that they deem not commercially viable okay now is that if you say you're not child friendly they can still do that or is that like if you say you're child friendly and then it turns out you're not they can delete you ideally it is uh, it is supposed to eliminate the possibility of children being exposed to targeted ads. So in the perfect world, right, if you say that you are for children, you will not be able to make that video have targeted ads within it, okay? Mm-hmm. So ideally, the videos for children would not have as many ads, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's here's the fucking issue. <laughs> here's here's the, the kink in the system my guy is that youtube is not run by people okay all all of the all of the fact checking or not fact checking all all of the 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 you know the copyright claims uh the all these flag systems they're mm-hmm. all run by algorithms and robots which you know is fair because it's a ridiculous platform no no amount of humans are going to be able to keep track of this shit okay right. it's like so many like millions of hours are uploaded like, like every day, minute? every minute. Like yeah, I believe it's like, it's like forty million hours worth of content, some shit like that, mm-hmm. that no one watches. It's all it's all garbage. Um, but the robots are the ones keeping track of that. The thing is, is that they will also, of course, uh, be in charge of imp- uh keeping track of the COPPA system. Mm-hmm. So you know, I put a Pokemon in our thumbnail. We talked about Pokemon for a while. Baby Yoda is <laughs> the only <laughs> visual thing on our uh, podcast last episode. St- mm-hmm. Star Wars is seen in the eyes of marketing a franchise for children. So it's Pokemon, of course, because that's their prime audience, their targeted audience. The system might see that and say, wait a minute, this is, this is meant for children. They've only said that it's not for children just so they can you know, have targeted ads on their video. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't okay. So from what I've seen is I know that they opened up the, uh, what is it? Like the forum basically to voice your opinions, concerns and all that stuff. Yes. Till, what, December, whatever it is. I think it all just comes down to how you interpret if somebody is friendly for kids or not. And then, 
you know what defines that because from what i saw that was it was like a thing like obviously imagery is a part of it but also like content there within and like language and oh wait actually i have it right here the rule set out additional factors the fcc will consider in determining whether your content is child directed um these are the rules set out for it or whatever right so the subject matter visual content the use of animated characters or child or child oriented activities and incentives i don't know what child oriented incentives are but okay the kind of music or other audio content the age of models the presence of children celebrities or celebrities who appeal to children that one's a little weird language or other characteristics of the site whether advertising that promotes or appears on the site is directed to children and competent and reliable empirical evidence about the age of the audience so that last one is kind of like a that one's a little worrisome because it's like competent and reliable empirical evidence about the age of the audience because youtube has the analytics so but it's like i can't stop kids from watching whatever kids are going to watch because it doesn't matter like right and it's not about it's not about if the kids are watching it's about do they think the kids are watching and the 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 thing about this law or the system that will be trying to be COPPA compliant is that yes it is about you know your interpretation of it here's here's the 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 issue with the wording of the law the the issue is that it has been written by people that don't even understand what the concept of youtube is that has been confirmed by the ceo of youtube or i think it's the cfo i think her name is susan uh whatever however the hell you say that name Mm -hmm. she she publicly stated that yeah like half of her job or not half of her job but like one of her duties is to go to these legislative uh forums and explain to the people what youtube is so they can make laws based off these things and these guys don't even own cell phones how do you explain a whole culture because it is a, a, a heavy influence on culture how do you explain that to people that are so disconnected from that that they don't even know how to create these laws how do you make a law based on something you don't know well i think that's why I mean, one thing, it's good to see that they opened up the form and they're continuing it and they're, like, taking in input. And then it's it's just going to come down to how you define it, which, I mean, the COPPA laws were made, like, back when the internet was barely even in an infancy of who knows what. Yeah. I mean, just in the amount of time from 2000 to now, how rapidly it's evolved is, you know, ridiculous. So, I mean... When this was all made, there's no way they could have seen what this was going to be. Yeah. So I get that that's why it's like so vague right now. I think it's just if they put in the effort to fix it to not be so vague and not be this kind of like, well, at any moment you could get, you know, the band hammer and like lose a livelihood if you're one of those people because the role is interpreted one way whenever, you know, there's not like a clear defined. I think the other big problem is, is there's no way for like, there's nothing telling people like, okay, if you follow these lines, you'll be okay. There's no like set because like all of the like the set of rules like it goes over what will be considered, but it doesn't say like, okay, well, how does my subject like subject matter? Like obviously, if you're talking about like very adult oriented like politics and stuff like that, that's not going to be targeted right towards kids. But like subject matter, like you were talking about with our like Star Wars and stuff like that, like Disney is obviously very. Uh, child-oriented yeah, thing. Yeah, it's for kids. It's so their target it's like, audience. That's what I'm saying. It's like, 
So subject matter is just broad, which I get it has to be broad because otherwise if you make things too strict, you get loopholes and you get people who circumvent the system. And then if it's written down, then even if you can, you can't be like, well, that's, you know, we wrote it down like that, but you should have known better. It's like, well, no, the law said, so you can't do anything about it and people will exploit it. So I get why they can't be super strict, but I also think that they're very vague right now. And I think that's why they're keeping the form open and all that so they can gather the information on it. Because in the ideal situation, they listen, they narrow down the guidelines, they give more guidelines on like, okay, this, you know, this is where the safe area is. This is where the gray area is. This is how you can interpret it a little better and work around it. And then also it's going to come down to a lot of like, I don't think the F like the FTC, I think it's a lot. Yeah. I don't, well, I'm just trying to think of how I would word this. Cause I don't want to say like, you know, there's no fault to the FTC. Right. Cause I mean, it really like, yeah, there are a bunch of old people who don't know how YouTube works, but they do just want the interest of children, you know, looked out for. I think it's a thing with YouTube to where, you know, it's just kind of, been allowed to grow this crazy which is nice because it's such an open market for youtube you can do literally whatever as long as it's not like pornography and illegal yeah or any other shady very morally corrupt things you can do it fine you can cuss up a storm and like you know whatever it is you want to do yeah you can do that which is okay which is nice but at the same time like you can't just make the youtube kids app and be like oh well we have the kids app so everything's okay like I can't blame the FTC for being like, that's not good enough. Yeah, so no, I can't YouTube blame the FTC for being like, messed up. yeah, because I mean, I can see people like, well, you know, we have like YouTube kids, that should be good enough. And like, I see why the FTC would be like, that's not good enough. Because it's not, because kids have phones like eight now. And parents also, I mean, it kind of comes down to parents, but you know, to each their own. But most parents aren't strictly monitoring what their kid's doing. They give them the phone, the kid shuts up for three hours because he's on YouTube. Like, okay, everything's fine. Yeah. You know? If majority of the time the kid is watching like Ryan's toys reviews, then yeah, everything's cool. It's fine. But then that one time he finds like a video for like somebody who's not child friendly or whatever, but it was like a Fortnite thing, you know, Mm -hmm. then that's when, you know, it can become a problem. But I think it's just, they need to lay it out more clear and strict guidelines on things they will be considering like, and specifics like i think the big thing is is like if you're somebody who really likes pokemon or even fortnite because fortnite's very obviously with the art style and everything like fortnite is a game more tailored toward kids it's not a hardcore military sim or anything like that very goofy and fun and colorful i have a question Mm -hmm. what if i told you that they can't can't what they can't have these more strict and clear guidelines I mean, they probably can't. I'm just saying that's what I think would ease people's concerns. Right. I don't, I'm not saying that's going to happen or that it will happen or that it can happen, but I think that's what people want to see. Now I understand why people probably won't see that, but I guess I am, I think I'm more hopeful than most people are on the situation just because it seems like they're listening when they don't have to, because they could have easily just not listened you know it, the thing is is that it seems so yes they can listen to us right they have the option to even if they listen to us it's gonna take a long time to actually come to the changing of the wording of kappa oh uh, i mean that's like a that's very like long everything time. though it's like with yeah, everything it, it's it's everything but it's still gonna take a long time 
what is going to happen in that amount of time. Because there, YouTube has a set deadline. The January, I think it's 20th, uh, all of the videos targeted towards kids will have no ads, no targeted ads whatsoever. Uh, on top of that, I believe the fines go into effect. Mm-hmm. Those yeah, $42,000 fines per the, offense. The rule allows for civil penalties of up to $42,530 per violation. But the FTC considers a number of factors in determining the appropriate amount, including a company's financial condition and the impact the penalty could have on its ability to stay in business. Yes. So, yeah, it says like, well, Google and YouTube paid $170 million. In another copy case settled this year, the operator paid a total civil penalties of or of thirty five thousand. So I don't know if that mean if that's going to apply to like an individual creator, like a Ryan Toys Reviews type thing. YouTube has specifically tailored this to hit the individual creator rather than YouTube themselves because they don't want to pay any more money after this huge hundred seventy million dollar fine. Which is why they're not out. Yeah, exactly. As a company, you don't want to. So what they've done is, you know, you would think it would make sense, right, for a company because you can kind of, you know, as the little guy, you can kind of view YouTube as the as every content creator's boss, right? And as Mm -hmm. a boss, you would think that they would, you know, offer some type of uh, legal advice or guidelines, right? Well, here's what I was gonna circle to. I think. If they're going to go this route, because it seems like it'll be easiest for them for people to self-moderate themselves, and then the risk of not self-moderating yourself is extreme punishment, which I think is what has a lot of people worried because they want their ad revenue, Mm -hmm. but they also, you know, they don't want to face these extreme penalties. I'm sure YouTube doesn't want to do this, and I don't think they will, but if YouTube had a different way, like a basically like they made the creators employers type thing, because I mean... Brand deals and stuff can go so far, but if they implemented a way to pay people without ad revenue, then people wouldn't be so afraid to not make child content. Yeah. And if there's like, if there was a way, I mean, it already is, but I don't know. If they could make the YouTube Kids app actually work better (laughs) or as intended, but that just comes down to people and how they're going to use it, which, you know, no guarantee on that. Well, that's the thing is YouTube's not going to do that because if they were to do that and a single video were to be, you know, deemed by the FTC, not COPPA compliant, even though YouTube thought it would be or they said it would be YouTube themselves, because they authorized that would have to pay that fine rather than the individual creator. So they're just going to probably work out something they could probably work out like if they went that route to where they're like, all right, we're going to pay child-friendly creators. You have to stick to the child-friendly guidelines. These are the guidelines that we have set out. No foul language, no suggestive themes. Basically, you have to be like rated E for everyone. Yeah. We do this. We'll pay you money, but you don't get ads. You can still do sponsorships on the side. Okay? Yeah. Say they do that. That would probably have to work on like a contractual basis because they couldn't just have like an email agreement. I mean, it had to be like in a writing oh, like, yeah. sign of a contract. Yeah, like, like they so, are officially employed. I would imagine, if possible, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know if it could work that way. But they would try and work out some way to where if you broke COPPA guidelines, you were liable, not YouTube. Because you agreed, YouTube told you to do this. You didn't do it. You broke contract. If the COPPA you know, comes after you, they come after you, not YouTube. Because YouTube gave you clear guidelines to a contract that you broke. 
right in breach of that contract it could have like you know any legal fees directed towards youtube from coppa are paid by the creator for breaking the rules of service or whatever anyone that would sign a deal like that by the way is a fool so yeah <laughs> please i mean <laughs> like you know that's the thing is like that. you know then give people the option you know, to have like a second channel or something but i mean i feel like most people who are doing like if they were going to go that were like because it, it could work in a way because like maybe it is like paid by view so like if you go that route you get paid by view because kids videos are where the views are at that's where you're getting millions of views yeah. you know so i mean it works for youtube because they get the viewership and they get the the watch time because kids will sit on their phone for hours and watching youtube i mean fuck i even do it myself so if they did it like kind of paid by view to keep you know people interested in making child content mm-hmm. then you know i could see it if it it probably wouldn't rival ads but if it could be somewhat comparable then you know plus i mean i don't know i don't make child's content but i feel like it's easier to make child's content because the child can be pretty easily entertained for the most part yeah so it probably wouldn't take you just got to be kind of like loud and expressive and nice colors in the thumbnail i mean i'm kind of simplifying it to anybody who makes child's content. <laughs> sorry about that but you know it you can kind of see where you're going. You can get easily into a pattern and just drop videos one after another, rack yeah. up millions of views, and you know you can make up for not having ads. Yeah. So I mean, and then you know it would have to be like you could make other content, but it couldn't be associated with that channel if people want it because you know not everybody wants to just continuously make family friendly content. Maybe. Right. But like somebody's like Orion's Toys Reviews, it'd be perfect for them. They have no interest in branching out to doing something else but maybe when ryan turns like 18 and he wants to start a gaming channel and start cursing everywhere you know like he can just make his own channel mm-hmm. and you know, ryan's towards will basically be dead but either way like i think if you know i don't think youtube will do anything like that though just because getting people on board with it and then they'd have to pay people, so they'd have to work out a pay model and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they want to do that, but they also probably don't want to pay another $170 million in fines to Kappa so, yeah. or the FTC. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it would be worth it for them because, you know, they'd keep family-friendly content on the platform, so mm-hmm. they'd still get money from that. They'd just pay creators, but they'd get watch time and traffic to their site still. And then, you know, sponsorships can still be done, and maybe YouTube has, like, YouTube could then work with creators even more to where YouTube could basically front a store for merch and take like 10% of it so they could recoup some of that cost. Like there's, you know, things like that could be a thing that could work, but is that ever going to happen? I don't think so. Just because that's a lot of work on YouTube's end to get that off the ground. If they'd been laying the groundwork for something like that, you know, this whole 12 years or whatever. And they clearly have not. Which, no, they haven't. To get that, themselves the, in this situation in the first place. That's the thing is, that's where it kind of comes back to that I don't really, I can't villainize the FTC that much, even, you know, because they are just people who don't do the YouTube thing, but they want to protect the children. At least they're listening, but they still have to, you know, try and protect the kids. As much as I think it's, you know, like targeted as towards kids, I don't think that's such a terrible thing, but I could see how, you know, especially like, parents wouldn't want that and like getting information from children about their viewing habits as they grow like i could see like if i was a parent i could see how i'd be like i don't think i like that i don't want that to be a thing and you having like no say over it really could you know rub people the wrong way but i think it's more on youtube for failing in the past 12 years to come up with a way to 
work out a system you know uh, i know they changed like the uh with the whole like what is well it? they had How it, it the, their, their system was fine it, it's just that they ran their mouths over the last like year i mean it still would have came back either way because they're not wrong that i mean it's kind of one of those things it's probably just a matter of time no legally they were fine before they made those public statements they were fine because uh in their terms of service even though, you know, children didn't have permission, quote unquote, they had the implicit permission of their parents. It's in the it's it was in YouTube's policy once you actually make an account with YouTube. Mm-hmm. So legally, they were fine. They just fucked themselves. <laughs> they just they just went and ran their mouths. And that was it. That's that's yeah. that's what got them in this situation. Well, I feel like it's it probably was would have still came out somewhere just because like anytime you talk about like saving the children, I mean, that's why like video games come under fire, like all the time. Cause yeah, think about, I mean, that's why loot boxes are that where they're at now. It's not because, you know, people like you and me were buying loot boxes yeah. and, you know, gambling our lives away on loot boxes. It's because it was happening to kids. Nobody gave a shit until it happened to kids. Now that it happened to kids, people now are like, Oh, this is terrible. It's like, pfft. They've been fucking ripping me off and making me gamble for years now, you know, but nobody gave a shit then. But now, you know, some eight-year-old spends $500 on Fortnite skins and fucking senators and presidential candidates want to jump in and say loot boxes are bad and try and get in on the conversation. Like, okay. You mean I trying mean, to good. steal young votes. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what you mean. You know what? I, I mean, have, I, have I don't know. They might not get any. Huh? I have a conspiracy theory for you. Oh, okay. What's that? I love Every- these. Everything was fine. Okay. Everything was good. To the Fire Nation. Until the boomers attacked. <laughs> All right. Everything was going just fine. And then the internet started throwing around, okay, boomer. It was a huge thing on YouTube. And, and now like, look right, who's well, getting hit. In power. Look who's getting hit. All because of you know, okay, boomer. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be. But I'm just saying, it's always like, if if you ever want to get people, like if you want to call to action... You just got to throw out the think of the children. Like, that's just like, especially like the older people in power, for some reason, they have a really hard, like, they just have a hard on for protecting the kids from anything and everything, which makes sense. The children should be protected. Just like, just like my man, Michael Jordan once said in a hot, spicy meme, fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Yeah. I mean, we'll see where it goes. I think it just kind of depends on, I mean, I think Papa will listen. They'll take into consideration. They'll probably, I don't think they'll do exactly what people want, but they'll do what they feel is right. And then I think it's going to come down to kind of YouTube if YouTube can adapt. Meanwhile, I feel like it should YouTube be more will on be YouTube. absolutely just fucking up and their system will be absolutely oh, yeah. garbage for I have no months faith. at a time. <laughs> I have no faith in them, but that's how I see it best. Like, actually working out they're gonna take us down getting their shit together yeah you know fuck it we'll just make another channel (laughs) right no problem we have no stake in this unlike the poor people that will probably lose like 80 percent of their revenue yeah that's the biggest thing that sucks right now is that like they just they just fucking jumped the gun and said no ads like man (laughs) and like if they said no ads but we have like even if it was like a shitty replacement (laughs) You know, like, it didn't yeah. even have to be, like, that great of a replacement. But, like, if they had something, like, okay, yeah, your revenue is going to get cut a lot. But, like, you know, 
Well, to we my knowledge, other things. they can still run ads, but it's targeted ads. Yeah. I mean, I think Philip DeFranco talked about it. I think it's like it can cut down to like it's it'll definitely cut like over 50 percent of people's revenue. That's and then there's the no thing. real there's no, you know, anything after there's that. There's no viable maybe, way to live for some of these guys. Maybe if they could work with. I don't know, because Google, like, because YouTube runs Google at, like, Google's, like, I mean, because I was thinking maybe, like, they could find better ads. <laughs> they yeah. won't, by the way. Not not for yeah. YouTube. YouTube hasn't made money, I believe, in the last, like, eight years. Right. Like, YouTube has, but, is just this, like, hole that they've bought, and they just can't find a way to make money off it. that they bought is also taking in tons of information. Yeah. You know, this is the biggest platform, I mean, video platform in the world. The whole, like, you know, targeted ads because they're getting all the information about you. That's why when you think about buying a coat hanger, next thing you see is an ad from Ikea for a coat hanger. Yeah. And you didn't even like search it, but they know. Yeah. They know somehow. I mean, that's probably more worth it to them than anything. You know, they'll waste their money. I mean, <laughs> speaking of wasting money from Google, fucking Stadia. <laughs> God. It's clear representation that they don't really give a shit, and they'll just start throwing money at things until it works. I can't tell if that was a segue, <laughs> but let's talk about Stadia for a hot minute. It was because I saw the opportunity. I'm telling you, your boy's good with segues. Okay, I'm gonna leave you with seg. I'm gonna leave. So here's here's your responsibilities now forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. graphics, mm-hmm. thumbnails, mm-hmm. segues. Got it. That's all you. I got it, dude. I got it. But speaking of our segue, another segue into the segue I already set up, Google Stadia and Google wasting money. (sighs) So leading up to it, watching like the the inside gaming videos, after watching, I was like, really? I was like, who is this for? Like, I mean, I can see, I can see who it's for, but at the same time, like, here's the thing is, I think if it had better games, People would get over the um, the the hitches of you know, because like early adopters, if you bought it, you're probably an early adopter, and usually early adopters don't give a shit if things are broken when they get it because they're an early adopter. You know, they're ground yeah. floor. They got the money to burn. Exactly, which is fine. I've early adopted some things too, and Stadia could have been something I could have been interested in early adopting if it just had good games, <laughs> like. <laughs> It, oh boy. Let's let's hang on. Let me pull up here. Stadia. Hashtag Stadia has no games. Library. <laughs> because let's see. Alright. We can't store. even call it the console wars anymore. We gotta call it like the streaming like what like flame wars, <laughs> right? That's what it was. I, mean, I don't even know. Let's okay, so play your favorite games without a console. I like how they're advertising Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and it's not out yet. Wait, right, so here's it's some supposed of the... to come out at all? <laughs> Cyberpunk? Oh, on, on Stadia? Apparently, they're listing it on the website. It won't be... Now, it... this is... What the this fuck? This is the premiere edition. Mm, okay, so... Let's look at this. We have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is a good game, but it's a year old. Okay. Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle. Really, who gives a shit besides some weebs, and if they've already bought it on PlayStation. Baldur's Gate 3, I think... That, that's not actually out yet, is it? Hang on, like before we up. go through their list, can you explain to me what the hell Stadia is? Oh yeah, I guess that's a. I'm your that's a good I'm point. your average consumer. I don't even know what that is. 
So Stadia is on live, but better. <laughs> is it on live? Was that the old, the very old streaming or supposed to be streaming service? What the service? fuck is on live? Did you not? Oh, bro, you didn't know what? Hang on, let me make sure I'm right on this. I'm pretty sure it's on live. Yeah, dude, on live cloud gaming company founded in 2003. Man, they were they they jumped the gun, man. They were in the future. They were already in 2020 back in like 2003 with their with their thoughts. What? But uh Okay. Yeah. Um so basically it's Netflix for gaming. Uh it's game streaming. So you don't have to buy a console, you don't have to buy hardware, you don't have to buy a super expensive PC. Um although apparently you do have to buy their fucking expensive controller how much is a uh, controller i actually don't know uh okay so stadia pr- uh premiere edition includes chromecast ultra which is like supposed to be the better way to play it okay. three months of the stadia pro and the controller for 130 so i mean you're still getting it at less than a console, a console but here's the thing is okay you have to have like the Google Chromecast or whatever. You can also use it for if you have a computer, but if you have a computer, why the fuck are you using Stadia? Um, the other thing is, is it's supposed to work with phones, but right now it only works with the highest end Google phones. As a I'm display pretty sure. or a controller? Um, as like an actual, like just to run the games. And they were supposed to sell like a clip that attached to their controller to put your phone in, uh-huh. and then you can stream to the phone. But I don't think. The hundred whatever dollar premiere edition, from what I've gathered, it didn't actually launch with the clip thing, and I don't even think that that feature is out yet. It launched with a lot of missing fucking features. So when it, um, so when you get this thing, because I want to make sure I got this right, because now I mm-hmm. I thought I had it right, and apparently I, I maybe I don't. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you buy Stadia, you get a version of Google Chrome. Yeah, the best version of Google Chrome there is. Oh, the, like like the like a Chromecast. Yeah, the Chromecast Ultra. Yeah. Okay. Never heard of that until this moment in time. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that I didn't know was a thing. And then it could stream to any device as long as you have the controller and a TV. That's so, connected to the internet. Y- yes, that. So that was that was the goal. That oh, was okay. the <laughs> what was supposed to be, right? Okay. And then it gets closer to launch time, and it turns out a lot of the features it was supposed to have, like. Oh, there was, uh, let me, I actually want to pull this up. Um, but there's supposed to be a lot of features that it was supposed to have. And then they did like a Reddit AMA and they just started listing off features that weren't going to be there on launch. Okay. Uh, features. But yeah, it was supposed to be basically if you have a device, you can get Stadia on it and then you can stream the game to whatever that device is. It's like your phone, the Chromecast Ultra, if you have a computer, like. You could stream it to a laptop. The only thing you would need is the internet speed. The internet you speed wouldn't and the need controller. The hardware, right. So theoretically, you would be able to play 4K um, games, 60 frames per second on like, you know, your phone, if your phone could even do that, or like say like a laptop. Maybe uh-huh. it's got a really good display, but it doesn't have the graphic power. It's integrated graphics or whatever. It could never run a game in 4K. Theoretically, you could get Stadia. You could play 4K gaming on that computer mm-hmm. without it being a gaming computer. Or if you have like an all-in-one desktop. To my knowledge, the, the biggest issue people had when it was announced was that the streaming at 4K, I believe it was like it would make your internet provider cap out your data within like a week. I believe it was something like 
you could only play if you wanted to play games on Google Stadia for a month. You could only play for like thirty minutes to like an hour per day every day, and that would be the end of that. Like yeah, it depends. Out. It would just all depend on like who your service provider is. Most places don't offer like truly unlimited data plans anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, basically. So that's that's one hiccup. Second hiccup. They, it's obviously latency. That's the biggest thing with streaming. It doesn't matter so much when you're watching a show on Netflix because you're not inputting anything. Like you're just watching something. So if it's like, if there's a delay somewhere from when you're actually receiving it, you'll never know because it just keeps playing like it's supposed to. You didn't push a button to make something happen. Do we have so word on the latency notice. now? They said uh, they used this really inventive term. It's, it's like negative latency or something like that. They they tried to dress it up. But it's basically the same thing as what fighting games do. So, like, it's basically predictive to where it's supposed to oh, know what you're going to do. Give it, like, hang on. Give it, give it a second. You're cutting out quite oh. a bit now. Oh, okay. Hang on. Probably this website that I've pulled up. Uh, let me close this. I'll just pull it up. On. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. How do I? <laughs> oh, boy. You are cutting out quite a bit. It's, Still? Uh, it's okay. It's stabilized. Okay. Cool. Close, like, everything out. I'll just use my phone. Okay, so for the latency, they came up with, like, this really fancy, like, negative latency or whatever the fuck they called it. Obviously, like, cool hype words to say that we fixed latency. And what it was supposed to be is, like, what they do in fighting games. So, the like, the AI and stuff is supposed to learn your playing style and how you play. And then it would basically generate a bunch of options that it thinks you're going to do. And then if you wind up picking that option, it's already preloaded in there. So then it just selects that. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure book, if that makes sense. Okay. So it'd basically be like, okay, you're walking down an alley and you can like, you know, either turn left, turn right, jump or shoot. And so it reads you, it's supposed to know you. So it knows, okay, you're probably going to jump because you like jumping around like an idiot. So it's going to load the jump frame and the jump animation and the jump data while also loading the other ones. But it's already preloaded, so by the time you push it, then it's supposed to just do it already because it's already loaded up. It just needs you to put the button in. So theoretically, it could, if it were to work as intended, it should be guessing your moves a hundred times before you are, and as long as you're not like doing anything too rapidly stupid or deviant than how you would actually play a game... Mm-hmm. And it should be able to predict what you're going to do and already have it ready for you to do it. So there's no latency. You don't see it. It's already. I feel like that would be way. I feel like that would take way more data. That's the thing is like they have the data centers to do it, though. It's fucking Google. Well, like, I mean, but my fucking Internet <laughs> doesn't have well, the bandwidth it, for this. I'm pretty sure that's handled like server side. So like the server is doing that. And it's interpreting it as soon as you do it. Like, basically, the second you do it, it sends you that information. So it doesn't send you all the information, and then your system, like, picks the one. Okay. Like, it's deciding all this on its end and then sending what you picked back to you. But it doesn't have to wait for you to pick it because it's already guessed you're going to pick it. So those predictions are solely on their end, and it's not a thing that's affecting my connection. From what I understand, yes, I'm not, like, an engineer or anything like that, but... I'm pretty sure that's kind of how it works. Fighting games kind of use like a same model because it's fighting games. You know, you yeah. want the most minimal latency you can possibly get because timing and frames are everything. But now it's just every game. <laughs> yeah. So basically they were trying to apply that to every game. But there's a video on um, Twitter 
of some i don't know who it was some i don't know if he was like a japanese developer or something like that but he had the kit and he was sitting there pushing the space bar in destiny 2 for him to jump and it was like he'd push it like seconds delay and then he would jump so but i think it depends a lot on your internet because some people were reporting like they had no late or they had you know no latency it was good to go 4k worked like a dream like it was intended other people would push the jump bar or the space bar to jump and there'd be like a two second delay before they jump right the class war yeah so it's a little (laughs) bit of a mixed bag so when it comes to that it's like still new technology you can forgive it for that right like okay it's not going to be perfect but at least like it it works as intended some of the time so and then it was supposed to have like a lot of cool features like playing with other people and like i'm pretty sure like their screenshot button doesn't even work for some reason yeah i don't know um i want to look up the cut stadia features how the fuck do you spell feature okay there you go all the cut features um more platform agnostic pricing uh, all right well while i try and look this up um the games were kind of the next big hit okay for once okay stream connect feature okay so for one stadia stream connect feature which lets players stream their gameplay to each other's accounts with elements of interactivity won't be landing at launch so i'm not entirely sure how that would work i guess you could stream your gameplay to somebody else and they could interact with your gameplay when you do that i'm guessing that's what it sounds like to me um other missing features include crowd play oh that was one that seemed kind of cool allowing streamers to play games with their viewers gifting stadia subscriptions sharing save data between accounts or compatibility with chromecast ultra streaming devices which haven't shipped so like to my knowledge it was um what was it people that were getting the founders kits they were supposed to get some kind of code right that was like you could like re- i guess refer a friend or something like that but like, well, some people the, didn't even get the code to actually yeah, the codes the service. weren't happening at all yeah some people I didn't saw. get the codes just to, to to use the thing to use <laughs> their, to, like, their own service to, that they bought yeah <laughs> didn't ship with codes that's another thing is their shipping is all fucked up they're like they sold out and they started selling more and they're like every, people who it's going to be delivered on a first come first serve basis and if you delivered like day one you might not even get it day one and they were like it'll they'll all be delivered in like two weeks but like two fucking weeks for somebody who dropped you know 130 dollars on something that probably knew wasn't going to be as good as promised hopefully they knew and tapered their expectations but like come on now um, i mean it's one also, thing to, to just be like... overheating it's one thing to be shitty it's another thing Mm. to just not get your product that you paid for yeah right um let's see what else was that yeah there was the the shipping issue chromecasts were overheating from what i heard um man and like i said like the game i mean they have like borderlands 3 but just imagine how the menus would be on borderlands 3 on stadia we literally (laughs) don't play borderlands 3 on our consoles right now because of how garbage the menus are right now that's what i'm saying the biggest things were like so it was supposed to like destiny 2 was kind of like their flagship and like i guess bungie was saying they were working with google and stadia to like deliver the best destiny 2 experience you could have 
and they were like, it's going to be 4K, but I guess one of the Bungie oh devs said that again. it wasn't actually native 4K. So that's a thing. Um, so you have that. You have Metro Exodus. I mean, Pool, Mortal Kombat 11. I wouldn't play a fighting game on Stadia. Hang on, it's hang on. You're cutting out quite a bit now. One. That's going to... I feel like that would just show the latency the most out of any fucking game. Borderlands 3, Darksiders Genesis, which is like a... I don't know. It's some different. It's not like a normal mainline Darksiders game. I want you to know Thumper. I'm going to have to cut out like half of what you just said right now because of how bad that lag was. Oh, really? Yeah. It was okay. bouncing around like crazy. Okay. Am I back now? You're back now. Where did I leave off? Um, <laughs> Honestly, it was throwing me for such a loop how terrible <laughs> all that was. Like I just <laughs> I was a little lost. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure I got through Destiny 2. No. I did not. The last thing that you said that came out clearly was Bungie was working with Stadia. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they were supposed to make it like 4K, but I guess it's not true 4K. It's up-res to 4K. So, there was that. Um, Metro Exodus. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Borderlands 3, which we already talked about. Yeah. Um, Guilt, which is the only first-party game for Stadia. I don't know how it is. Samurai Showdown, another fighting game. Bad idea. Farming Simulator 19. I'm going to go buy one right now just for that. <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball Universe 2. Doom Eternal when it comes out. Grid. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Rage 2. Tom Clancy Breakpoint. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Got it. All so, of the fucking so Tomb Raider so games. So it's all old games. It's all games from last year, or like Tom Clancy's Breakpoint, which wasn't that good. From what I heard, it was absolute trash. Yeah, like nothing. I mean, Borderlands Three, Mortal Kombat, or like right newer. Right, I get, but, I get the, yeah. I get the, the gist. It's all, it's it, all it, old shit. It's nothing new. It's nothing good. Like fucking Tomb Raiders. Because here's, here's the thing about it, right? So you have to buy the controller. Um, I think, so I think right now you have to have the controller. And it actually can't go wireless unless it's being used on the Chromecast. So the whole thing is it's supposed to be a wireless controller. You who wants this fucking wireless. thing? Who, that's, that's what I'm saying. Who is Who's this it? thing designed for? Right. I don't even know. Nobody, I feel like. <laughs> like, like let's, like, but, let's think about this, okay? It, the, it, the, the bandwidth it would take up is so insane that you could yeah, really you only to... play for like an hour a day. I, look, I know... You and I don't have the most time to play games anymore like we used to, but mm -hmm. when we do, we do not play for one fucking hour a day. Right. No, no, right, no. Right, we right. go hard. We play for like six hours minimum probably all day, every day, just playing right. this shit. This isn't even counting the data you use on your phone, just hanging out, existing in your house. <laughs> fucking... That's another thing. To download games, you had to go into the mobile app for Stadia to start the download. <sighs> Again, you couldn't even do it from like using the actual stadia itself. Jesus so, Christ, dude! Look, that was Di another thing. Disney Plus just came out. There's no fucking way that I'm gonna only use Stadia to, and then what? I can't watch shows. I can't watch The Mandalorian, which is fantastic. Yeah. I actually just watched episode four, so I'm all cut up. Oof. We got it. We got to talk about The Mandalorian like once it finishes. I feel true that um, Baby Yoda's fantastic. <laughs> And we're back. We're back. It's the Baby Yoda podcast, everybody. It's the Baby Yoda podcast. Uh, but that does, I mean, I think we shit on Stadia enough. Um, in the vein of Star Wars, I did kind of quickly want to go over um, 
the Disneyland uh, lightsaber experience. Oh, your experience, cool. dude. Okay, tell me. Okay, so for uh, everyone that does not know, and well, anyone that listens, this is probably going to be our friends. But I adore Disneyland. Now, this is the first year I've ever in my life gotten a pass, an annual pass to go to Disneyland. Uh, the last time I went before I got this pass was five years ago, before they updated a lot of stuff. And right. I have already experienced Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge. I have built my own BB unit droid that I have, and I display proudly, beautifully. I have my own lightsaber because I paid for the experience to have the lightsaber experience. I want to know, because this is your first time. <laughs> I want to know, okay, what was your favorite area in Disneyland? So favorite area? Yes, like your favorite, like, because, you know, they have sections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your I mean, favorite it, area? It would definitely be Galaxy's Edge. I will say, though, a little small. Okay, fair. It's a little small, but, I mean, uh, just being a huge Star Wars fan, like, walking into it, you feel like... One thing I think is really cool about it is that going into Galaxy's Edge, it's like they have like the lamps and the trees and it's there's not like a sign that says like Galaxy's Edge or anything, but like we when we first walked through we kind of stumbled into it. Like I knew I was going the right direction, but I didn't know like how far. I wasn't looking at my phone because my phone was about to die. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I know we need to walk that way, so let's walk that way. So we're walking, we walk through like a little rock tunnel, and then there's just some lamps and some trees, but as like you're walking, the music starts sounding a little different than normal Disneyland. It was like quiet at that time because it was like nighttime. So then like the music starts changing. I'm like listening to it and I'm like, are we getting closer? Because this sounds eerily like Star Warsy type music right now. Yes. And then like around a corner and I see like the few shops. It's like the uh, was the Rebel Refugee or whatever where like they sell the Rebel shit, mm-hmm. not the um first the little stand or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I see that. I'm like, oh, we are there. And, like, by the time, like, we turned the next corner, boom, like, you see the actual, like, Galaxy's Edge and everything. And it was, like, it was just so cool for that moment. Like, because you feel like you're walking into Star Wars. Like, I turned the corner, I looked at it, and I was, like, yeah, that's, like, that would be a set on a Star Wars film. That's it, you know? It's so disconnected from the park that when you do enter that region of the park, it feels like another place. Right, and that's what I love about it. It doesn't feel like a Disneyland area. It feels like a Star Wars area. And yeah. It's so far off. I hope they do take like the whole rebel refugee thing and they don't, yeah, it's not just like two stands and some people standing around. Like if they added on to that and made it something, that'd be cool. Like the, the first empire has like little blast doors that are open and like, they have like an actual like little shop set up. I mean, I guess I get it. Cause they're like refugees. Right. But eh, you know, um, not that big though. There's only like three, like shops for the most part. Not including like the lightsaber shop and where you do the lightsaber and the BB unit. There's like the one food place. There's the milk stand. Um, I didn't get to do the smugglers run thing. I didn't get to do that because we weren't waiting 50 minutes for it. Oh, she was ready to go home. <laughs> um, so we didn't do that. But just I mean, I remember when turning the corner and seeing like the giant X-wing. I was like, oh. So you did not ride the only ride that they have in Galaxy's Edge. No, just because we couldn't like I didn't I couldn't figure out how to like could you reserve that with the fast pass cuz it wasn't you, on the app. That okay, it's the it's one of the few that you cannot. No. Okay, see, yeah. That's the thing is we were trying to cuz since it was our first time at Disneyland, we were trying to get as much done as possible. So Fair. We had a lot of other rides we had to do. Although I will say Hyperspace Mountain, my favorite ride 
not because it's like a thrilling roller coaster, but because the Star Wars soundtrack is playing the whole time as you hear like blaster noises, like the graphical, like the graphics on it, like on the screens for like when the stuff is shooting is not that good. It's not very immersive. Like half the time I didn't even notice there was planes flying around, but just like going around hearing blaster noises with like the Star Wars theme going off and like people talking to you like Red Leader and all that other shit. Like that. that so that was cool. I have, I have another question. Mm-hmm. Did you record your experience? I did. Okay. Well, the girlfriend did. So she recorded. Okay. So yep. what you're going to do, here's what we're going to do right now. You are going to send me that video. Okay. We're going to put it up on the visual right here. So starting now, you should be able to see DJ being uh, a fantastic man building whatever he builds. Okay. Tell me about this experience. First of all, what did you build? What did, what did you do? Tell me. So, so what, it, what's that one called? It's the elemental nature. No, hang on, mm-hmm. hang on. Where where did you go? Oh, to actually like build the lightsaber. You so you built a lightsaber. Oh, okay. I okay. see. Tell me okay. this. Okay, so built a lightsaber. So you have to like reserve a spot to go do it. Um, the whole cancellation policy that we talked about, like that's just a little insane to me. But I get it. I guess. Um, that's that's a different topic. But as far as the actual going and doing it itself have to reserve a time get there they're very specific about their times because i was like one or i was like 10 10 i got there like 10 8 and the group before me like hadn't gone in yet so i didn't actually go in until like 10 15 minutes after or something like that that'll happen yeah but basically you reserve the time you go there you sign in and then you walk up to the the lady there and um they all stay in character which is pretty cool and basically like uh, I, I read something about it and I really, it really resonates with me. Like, it's really cool to like have the experience. Like you kind of like go to a place that's not well marked. It doesn't stand out, but it's not supposed to stand out. Cause it's supposed to be kind of like a secretive thing, you know, like you're hiding from the empire building a lightsaber. You're not supposed to do it. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. But like you get up to the thing and she's like, okay, that'll be $215, please. You're like, fuck. <laughs> like, it's so cool. Like, you see the lightsaber parts, and like, oh, I want to make something out of those. Like, cool. And like, all right, cool. $215. Swipe on the droid, <laughs> which is the fucking ATM where you swipe the card or whatever. They the called plastic. it a droid? Yeah, they called it a droid. That's hilarious. The guy, the guy in front of me tried to, like, insert his card, and she's like, oh, it's an old droid. You have to swipe. So, um, so I mean, it's all good up until that point. And then they try and, like, save it. They're like, okay, here's your pen, you know. You got to put it over your heart or whatever. Like, you know, trying to kind of get you back into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They give you, like, your credit to get in and everything. It's supposed to kind of, like, secretive. Um, so then you go. You sit there and you wait. You have your pin on. And you just kind of sit there with a bunch of people while they get everything ready. Uh, then they open the door. Like, they usher you in. And it's all kind of like, you know, everybody's staying in character. You know, thanks for coming type thing. Like, thanks, Traveler, and all this other shit. Um, and then you get into the room and basically somebody like from the, one of the cast members or whatever they call themselves stands in the middle, starts talking to like lightsabers and stuff while you all line up around it. And you have like a little thing, like a little cradle to hold the lightsaber and a little dish to the side that you put your, um, your kyber, but, but it's pretty cool. Cause like they have the music going, the lights are changing with it. Like whenever they talk about each individual Jedi who had, cause you pick the kyber crystal first. So whenever they talk about the What's colors, the kyber crystal? Kyber, Oh, yeah. That's what goes in the lightsaber. It basically makes the lightsaber the lightsaber. For building it, it makes the color of the lightsaber. So, which they have, what, blue, green, red, purple, 
Am I missing any on that? Blue, uh, they, red, they got green, white. Purple. Is white one you can get off the bat? Um, no. The bat. In the, the in the actual experience, they only offer red, blue, green, and purple. Okay, yeah, blue, green, and purple. Basically, um, as the person explaining the crystals to you, their color, their meaning, like what they represent, famous Jedi who had that color of lightsaber or that crystal or whatever, like the light above you changes to that color, which is kind of cool to like set the mood for it and everything like that. Um, and then they talk about, you know, they have like the Imperial pods behind them, which is where they got the crystals. So like, you know, we had to go through a lot to get these. A lot of people sacrifice themselves or whatever to get these crystals. All that. Shit. So it's like, oh, cool. It's really important. Like a big deal. You know, all that cool shit. Yeah. They, they ham it up for you. No, oh, yeah, they do. And the thing is, is like, I'm a big Star Wars fan. So, you know, I was down for it. But I could see how somebody who, like, wasn't and they just wanted it would be like, this is kind of... Because it is kind of cheesy. But, like, at the same time, like, if you've thought about having a lightsaber that you, you know, was your lightsaber since, like, a kid, it, you know, you kind of overlook the cheesiness of it. How so. into it was your group? Like, was it, like, were they, like, super into it? Like, was it most... Was there some yeah. kids or adults or, like, what's... Yeah, there was a few kids. The kid next to me um, that was pretty cool. <laughs> it was funny. He picked the red one. And, like, the host lady, she was like, ah. She was, like, trying to keep balance with the Force or whatever, you know, because, you know, we can't all be good, I guess. Yeah. She's like, but I'll be watching you, you know. So I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's kind of funny because they talk about how, you know, red is, like, power and usually Sith and stuff like that. Right. That was pretty cool. Um, You know, nobody got, like, super over, like, sentimental about it. Like, the kids who were there were, like, you know, they obviously were loving it. The kid next to me seemed like he was just, like, having a great time going through it. The adults there were like, you know, just excited to build a lightsaber. They didn't really care about much else. Kind of like the same. But it's pretty cool when they bring around like the little stones. Like they're in this kind of canister thing and they're all lit up and you get to pick out which one you want, which I pick purple because, you know. Because purple. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty cool. And then they um, they do some more talking about building lightsaber. They kind of explain the pieces and, you know what they are, what they're for, and everything like that. And then they bust out the actual components. And the way it works is there's like four different sets. So you pick one of the sets, and in that set there's, you know, a few different things you can connect. Like you have to have, uh, what, like one emitter, one end, and like the two uh, in the middle, uh, the two grips. And then there's like the two types of switches you can pick. There's There's a decent variety. It's not like a crazy amount. Like you don't get to pick from all four different ones. It's not like... It's not like Jedi Fallen Order, where you can take one from Elemental Nature and combine it with power and control. Right. Stick within your group. It's, it's more like you get, there's, there's, uh, what is it? I believe there's four different aesthetics. There's two different options within each aesthetic choice. So yeah. all in all for each piece, right. there are eight different pieces, but you only get to select from two from a style that you have chosen. Yeah, exactly. Like your kind of style locks you into two different sets that you can mix and match the sets if you want to they look better if you try and keep them together right. but you can do what you want within that set um so you like you put the crystal in there you put the switch on um make sure it's working then you put the um the handle parts on the sleeves you pick two sleeves put them on there then you put the end of it and the emitter on so once you get it all built um make sure everything's nice and snug do a few practice clicks before and then they come around and the people grab it and they make sure and it's pretty cool because they like tell you 
like at least about one piece of your lightsaber, at least from what I've noticed with everybody else, it sounded like they were doing the same thing. Like as they're inspecting your lightsaber, they're not just like checking it out to make sure you like built it right. They also pick out a piece of the lightsaber. I'm guessing like each one of them has like a piece of information that they can give to you. And so like mine, I had the, um, the tooth on the end and uh, she was like, you know, like the, there's like lines, like kind of like looks like somebody to tore it with like a claw or something like that. Okay. Um, and she was like, you know, the tooth, like these, um, these rips in it are like cavities apparently. So really, the, yeah. So the one, the tooth that I have, um, what, what are they? Rancors? The Rancor who it was in apparently had cavities. So that's like a cool little piece of information. The kid next to me, she was telling him something about like the emitter that he had on his lightsaber, like a little fun fact about the emitter he had. Uh-huh. So I thought I thought that was like a nice touch. Yeah. So now I know my uh, Rancor tooth has, you know, head cavity. That's, you know, fun little bullshit. So once they check it out, make sure everything's good. They set it down. They dim the lights. And then they, you know, like you got to feel the force. And like there's a part where they make you close your eyes. I think they make you close your eyes when you pick the crystal. And, you know, they kind of make... It, it kind of turns from like this weird drug deal in a back alley to like this spiritual experience. <laughs> like, like whenever you're going in there, it's like you're going for a drug deal. But then when you're in there, it's like a religious spiritual experience that you're going through. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little weird, but um, then basically comes the time where they go around and they put all the lightsabers, uh, like they attach them to the actual blade of the lightsaber because it doesn't collapse. It's all one unit and they're all kind of like hidden under like a little case yeah. type thing that's to the side of you and they stick it on there and they have you step back and then um, uh, they tell everybody all at once to step forward. They've brought the lights down at this point and then you grab it and they tell you to flip the switch and the little cover that's over it is like kind of like um, clear on the top. So you just see the glow come on of whatever color you picked and then like the um, the cover just rolls over um, like mechanically and then boom there's your lightsaber glowing in all its glory and they tell you to take it out and everybody raises their lightsabers together and you're holding this fine lightsaber with the color you pick and like the music's playing it's dark so it's all like nice and pretty looking cool and then on your way out they give you kind of like a shitty carrying case for it that doesn't (laughs) everything else in there is very like in the star wars universe and then the carrying case they give you is like just like a carrying case you'd put like a pool stick in cheap one yeah but, you know it's actually not that bad of a carrying case but they didn't spice it up aesthetically to because it looks very you know modern with like a logo on it yeah they could have like made it look more worn or something like that but i'm not gonna lie to you i hated that carrying case so much that i spent another 50 dollars on at disneyland one? just to get the other one with mm-hmm. a leather strap and mm-hmm. oh my god the difference is night and day right yeah it's, i figured it's insane I saw it there, but I was like, I've already spent too much fucking money because, yeah. like I said, it's two hundred fifteen fucking dollars. Yeah, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. And then, um, yeah. So, like, all in all, like the the build quality on it is pretty good. Like, it's it doesn't feel cheap and plasticky. It's metal. Yeah, which is really nice. They all fit together pretty well, except my bottom, the tooth on my bottom, since it like kind of curves out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of specific to like certain bottom pieces. Because yeah. I want it to, like, face a certain way because it kind of, like, curves, you know, curves outward. Yeah. So, like, the normal ones, like, you just screw on on the bottom. It doesn't matter. Like, it goes on. It's fine. Yeah, it's, so it's an alignment I, issue. Yeah, so I kind of have to, like, pl- 
play with mine to get it exactly where I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, like all the pieces I had actually like screwed on the right way to where they lined up like they needed to. Cause like on mine, it has like a lot of filigree on it and stuff like yes. engraving type looking stuff. Yes. So that's what I was kind of worried about. Like it not lining up perfectly, but the emitter and the top port of my sleeve that I have are like meant to line up. And mm-hmm. when I screwed them on like nice and tight, they lined up perfectly for me. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Which can be fixed, by the way, technically, quote unquote. Right. You so. can use, uh, I believe it's, um, uh, what, what, what do you call it? A washer. You can use rubber washers on them, which I don't recommend mm-hmm. doing because I did that to mine. Mm-hmm. And I actually messed up uh, some of the alignment actually worse mm-hmm. on, on okay. mine specifically. Yeah, the only thing I would do it for would be that bottom tooth piece because well, instead of using the washer, what you can do is you can use the it's it's some kind of tape that they use for plumbing. Mm-hmm. You oh, can yeah, use yeah, that, and it'll act, that will actually work. I've tried that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might do that at some point, but I mean, I love my lightsaber. I think most of the people who were there enjoyed their lightsabers as well. Yeah, but you walk it's out feeling good. Two hundred fifteen dollars. For an experience, and the experience is cool, albeit kind of a cheesy experience, if you really look at it. But was it worth I mean, it? If you're, For me, yes. I could see how it's definitely not worth it for a lot of people. Because <laughs> even being a huge Star Wars fan, I'm like, is it really worth it? Like, this is fucking 215 bucks. But, yeah. I mean, I got joy out of it. I was, uh, I was a happy, giddy little kid when I raised my lightsaber up, and I was like, I built this. See, that um, alone, to me, is worth it. And as an annual pass holder, it's even more worth it because you can bring it back to the park. Right, right, right. And you can really, you can, you can do whatever you want to do with that thing. I mean, if you want to have a lightsaber fight in the middle of Galaxy's Edge, you can. And then stormtroopers will come and they will tell you to stop. <laughs> they will, <laughs> and, that's and they will be, they will be aggressive about it too. Like they will actually like get in your face and and, mm-hmm. and call you scum and tell you to put your shit away seriously because they don't want people fighting with their lightsabers in the middle of the park obviously they don't want anyone getting hit but just there's something about being told put your shit away by a (laughs) stormtrooper that's like oh my god yes i'm going to listen to you but at the same time i'm really glad you yelled at me right exactly yeah i mean it was it was a good experience little cheesy but i think that could also depend on who you get as like your kind of host type thing you know yeah depending on who you could probably get like a really good host and it probably like rolls off the tongue better um 215 dollars you do get a cool pin um and it sucks that there's a different pin for each one because that means if you wanted all of them you'd have to spend like 800 something dollars that's so. exactly what that means yeah which is not <laughs> not what i want to do yeah um and then there's lots of accessories you can get for it. I mean, they, you can buy kind of like you make this big decision where they tell you to like close your eyes and feel the force to pick the color of your lightsaber. And then you walk outside, turn right, and for 15 bucks you can get another color. So you can go buy literally all of the colors and some extra ones too. So, Which I've been like, doing, 100%. Yeah. I've been doing because I want all the colors. But for that I, little segment where you choose the crystal, I embrace yeah, the cheese cool. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I had my eyes closed and everything too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's the fun of it. I mean, you're paying yeah, for the experience. Exactly. You should 100% actually do what they ask of you because right, just it's kind making of go it, with it more authentic. Like, I closed my eyes. I thought about green or purple, mm-hmm. and in front of me was green and purple, and I just got the one that was the shiniest. It happened to be a green one. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I think when I close my eyes, I was feeling more blue, but I was dead set on getting purple. So I got purple. Okay, fair. Because Mace one do. <laughs> but and then I went I went and bought a red one. Uh, just because you gotta have both. Dude, I told you you didn't have to do that. Well, I wanted to see if I could get a black one. So for yeah, for those of you that don't know, if you you have a random chance to get a black kyber crystal. No, it will not give you a black lightsaber. It will still give you a which, red one, which sucks. I was about to bring up his lame. <laughs> it's super lame, but I understand because you can't have uh, black light because black light is just purple, and they already sell a purple lightsaber. I wish they could have found a way to make it work. It would be cool, but I feel like, you know. I feel like Disney has enough money they could have invested to make it work. They don't have enough money to even ensure quality controls in the customized lightsaber. <laughs> but it's, all in all it was a, a cool lot. experience galaxy's edge is pretty cool probably my favorite part about galaxy's edge is we saw chewy walking around <laughs> and so you know the part where it has like the pod racing engine sitting over like the giant pig thing like yes. the giant ham that's on the rotator or whatever yes chewy was walking around and like we kind of followed him for a second and he walked up to the cage where the giant like meat is <laughs> and He's like looked over at the lady who's working at like the actual food stand over there, in the actual food thing, and he like he was like, I can't make a Chewbacca noise, but he was doing the like Chewbacca noise and like banging on the gate, and the girl over there was like, Chewy, no, and then he just looked at her, got mad, like hit it, and then walked off. Was it was he making like authentic Chewbacca noises? Yeah, yeah, it was like real Chewbacca noises. Yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. If they hired somebody who couldn't do Chewbacca noises to be Chewbacca, I'd be so mad. Well, I I wonder if is it, if it's like you know a pre-recorded sound that he can just play, or if it's him actually vocally no, making it, that noise. I'm pretty sure it was just saying because it looked like his mouth was open and doing it whenever I saw him. So, but that was pretty cool. I I enjoyed that part of him just being like and like smacking the thing. Well, I'm glad you also, got to live out your dream. Yeah. I had fun. I'll build a droid next time. But I just, I was like, I want to get the lightsaber out of it. Plus, if I ever do get my own room where I can put like a gaming setup and like stream and all that, that's going on the wall behind me. <laughs> I did it for the aesthetics. Also, the Guardians it. of the Galaxy ride is sick. I loved that ride. Full agreement. If I wasn't such a huge nerd fanboy and the Star Wars soundtrack didn't always make me giddy, Guardians of the Galaxy would definitely favorite <laughs> that thing was awesome well i'm I'm glad that you uh enjoyed star wars and disney i didn't dude i didn't but, but I, with that i think we're out of time <laughs> i think so so let's go ahead and end this one and then we'll start up another one where we talk about modern warfare because <laughs> i wanted to talk about that and here we are an hour and 10 minutes later <laughs> talking about disney <laughs> not even anywhere near the realm of fucking modern warfare oh my god uh, but anyway, um, for now, this concludes the second official uh, Dude Suit. Oh, wait, no, uh, Nerd Faction podcast. Oh, boy. I hope everybody Very telling listens. of what we won't listen to. <laughs> I know. I hope uh, um, Adrian, Fabian, and Josh, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. You guys <sighs> are the only ones who hear this. Dude, Thanksgiving was bomb this year. Oh, oh dude. It's so good. Oh, it's so Ah, but anyway, um, we out.